Welcome to Tell to Disney Without Us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. And welcome back to our show. It's a little show where we like to talk about all things Disney, including microphone placement, uh, the theme parks, the television situation. <laughs> the television situation. <laughs> uh, the movies. The, uh, the theme. Did I say theme parks? I think I said That's, that's the thing we start with. But today, today, yes. we are going to talk about sports. The sports. <gasps> Oh, wow. Or at least a sport. Well, a Disney sport. So we're going to talk about Disney sport. Today, we're going to talk about Run Disney. We recently just did the Wine and Dine 10K at Walt Disney World. Had a great time. Uh, This was my second Disney race. This is Zach's first. And so we have come up with a list of our five Run Disney race tips. Our top five Run Disney race tips. uh, That we think you can benefit from if you've never done a... a, uh, a run Disney race before, or if you're planning on doing the marathon weekend in January, which by the way, we will be doing that. We will we be will. doing the 10 K and the marathon weekend for autism speaks. We'll be uh, who we're running for this time. Um, however, uh, let's talk about five top tips for run Disney race. But before we get there, uh, did you enjoy your first run Disney race? Overall, mostly. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> and what does that mean? Uh, it means that there were a few things throughout the weekend that I was a little less than thrilled with, um, okay. but for the most part, yes, I enjoyed my uh, I enjoyed my first run Disney race. My right knee, however, did not. <laughs> so, okay, I am uh, I am recovering. So, what was it from a Disney perspective that you because they couldn't control your knee? Uh, right. Disney does not have the power to control your knee. So. Wait. Disney can't control, and they put can't put down a, a dome over the parks. What kind of company is this? I mean, we had great weather, so I don't know. What, I mean, we did. Was it was no, it, yeah. it, it was very nice. The weather but was great. My, uh, the, the one thing I was really upset about was my is my villain for the week. So uh, we can, uh, well, then we'll get to that. Yes. In a minute. Uh, the the one thing that I uh, noticed a very stark difference between this race and the first Disney race, which I did, which was last April. Uh, is the time change. Uh, this, our 10K was the day before the time change. So the day before the clocks fell back, which meant that on our race morning, the sun rise was at 7.40 a.m. And our race started at 5 a.m., which meant all of the photos along the race course are very dark. It's like there's, it is, you're running in the dark, uh, for at least for the wine and dine. Last April, you know, sunrise was like six thirty or whatever. So right. you had, you know, as you as you got later in the course, you had more daylight coming up. You know, more uh, what do they call it, dusk or dawn? Dawn, dawn yeah, yes. it was like, dawn and you could see more. So, like my photo pass pictures from that race, you could see more things around me. Whereas the photo pass photos for this race are really kind of there. I am, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and not a lot around me. I don't remember the whole course you took. But there weren't very many photo pass photographers outside of the character spots on a lot of the course for this particular race. Yeah, the photo pass uh, photographers typically stay around the theme parks uh, because they're set up. The lighting and stuff is easier to control there. So, uh, you know, 
anyway, uh, yeah. And, and the first part of this race was very road heavy. So there weren't a lot of photo pass out on the road. Okay. So now let's get to our top five tips for run Disney races. This is in general for, uh, so if you didn't run wine and dine, nope, these, these tips will help you no matter what race you want to do. And if you have tips of your own that you think that we skipped and you know, it should definitely be a top five tip, leave it in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube or send us an email, if you're listening on an audio podcast, uh, don't do Disney at gmail.com and we will be happy to uh, address it in a future episode. How about that? Okay. Uh, number one, a uh, friend of the show, Jen LaForge, made some comment on threads about uh, she will never run another Disney race because getting up early in the morning, uh, to, you know, she, she will not miss. She'll not, she's not running another Disney race. She will miss the people and the fun, but she will not miss getting up at 2.30 in the morning. Okay, Disney races start typically at about 5 a.m. You need to be in the Epcot parking lot by 4 a.m. Uh, so yes, it is a very early morning for these races. Very early. And because you're excited about that race, it's very hard to go to bed the night before at a reasonable hour, even if you are in bed. For my first Disney race, I was in bed by 9.30 in the uh, hotel and I still, I tossed and turned. I was, I was too pumped up. I was excited about my race. So this time I took a different tact. Uh, I started waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning, starting on the Sunday before the race. And then that meant that, uh, you know, I was up really early on Sunday morning or really early on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would, I got used to going to bed at like nine or 10 o'clock at night and getting up at four o'clock in the morning several times when I did get up at four, I would stay up for a few hours and then maybe take a nap before I got back up. But anyway, yeah, my point about, is I was, I was about midday. You'd yeah, crash. I, I was training myself to get up at 4am in the morning. And at least anecdotally, that made a huge difference because I was great on race day. I, I had had plenty of sleep after the race. When we went to uh, Kona cafe, uh, I was great. You know, I had, I had, plenty of energy. Like I remember my first race afterwards, I was being carried on adrenaline and there was definitely a crash. Uh, this day I, I felt like I was good most of the day. So I had had plenty of, of sleep. You did not do that though. I did not. Um, however, I was still in bed by about 10 o'clock on race evening and I managed to get enough sleep and was able to get up about three twenty in the morning, yeah. uh, on race day. And I was fine. Okay. So, uh, take it with a grain of salt. However, uh, I really do think that made the difference and definitely in January, I'll be doing the same thing. Uh, just prepare, you train for the race. Why not train for, for waking up as well? Right. Uh, okay. The second tip, number two, uh, don't just train for the race, which you're training for, for months, maybe throw in some standing practice too, because, the muscles that you use to move are different than the muscles you use to stand. And you will be doing a lot, a lot of standing. Starting groups opened, I think every starting group opened at like 3.20 mm -hmm. in the morning or something. Yep. They were staggered a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so you could get to the Epcot parking lot as early as 3.20? Yeah, I mean, volunteers get there. 4.20? Yeah. The volunteers get there at 1 a.m. So, yeah, I mean, you can... I don't, I don't remember the exact... But you could get there an hour and a half to two hours before yeah. your race starts, and then you're just, you know, standing, standing around, this getting, is, getting yeah. photo passes, getting photo passes, getting photos with the characters. the characters, with other people that are there. Mm -hmm. But once you're in your corral, 
you're there. Yeah. And it's worth noting you're in the parking. There's not seating. You're standing in the Epcot parking lot. There are humongous corrals. There are 12,000 people run these races. So there's five corrals, which doing math means there's, you know, more than 2,000 people in each corral. The, um, and those are just standing. And you do start to move as you get closer to the, the race start times, as your corral like slowly moves around to get in position for the starting line. Um, but for a good hour and a half before that, you're, you're just standing in your corral. So definitely practice standing. You really feel this in your hip flexors and in your, your, your hips and whatnot, you know, afterwards, like these are not things that you normally, uh, you know, practice. So especially if you're going to go to the theme park and stand in lines or whatever, just it, it's worth it just to practice right. standing. And it doesn't have to be much according to my extensive internet research. Um, you, you really can do it while you're watching TV at night. Like you can just stand while you're watching TV or just get used to, uh, you know, stand for 30 minutes or then work up to standing for an hour and what just basically get those muscles used to just standing. So right. And we've we've given this tip before for pin events because yeah. you spend a lot of time standing in line at those as well. This is this is no different. So, yeah. yeah. And even though you can take stuff to the race with you and they give you a gear bag and they'll store it for you. Once you're in your corral, you, you, everything you're going to, you know, you can't leave the corral to go put your bag away. You you have, you know, once you're in your corral, if it's if it's yeah. on you in the corral, you're racing with yeah, it. Yeah, You're racing with it uh, unless you throw it away like a mylar blanket. Yes. Uh, which if I didn't even know that Mylar blankets were a thing and, but apparently if you have a Mylar blanket on, you have to take it off before you cross the start line. Cause it interferes with your chip time. Yeah. It, and 5am in the morning, even in Florida is cold. So, uh, there were a lot of people that had the, the Mylar run Disney blankets on. They're just cheap and disposable kind of blankets you can throw away. Okay. Uh, tip number three, our, our cats are fighting. <laughs> tip number three, uh, the you paid to come and do this race and right? you paid good money run disney races yeah. are not cheap yeah yeah for a 10k you're gonna pay about 150 whereas if you were to do a 10k locally even at your your, your local big 10k events you're not gonna pay more than 40 or 50 dollars so you're paying three times as much as running any other race and it is worth it it is a great race they they, they do a lot of things really really well and it's a super fun event however comma you paid to come and do this race not to go to the theme park so make this the time that you don't spend all day in the theme park the day before the race or the evening before the race just take that into account is that uh, a typical day at walt disney world for us is about 13 14 000 steps uh you know you're going to be adding that on top of doing your your 5k your 10k or your your, or your 10 miler your half your full yeah. So just kind of take it. There's a lot of things to do on Disney property that don't involve you running around a theme park, you know, from side to side all day long. Right. Uh, you know. If you're going to if you're going to go to dinner at a theme park, maybe consider going to dinner at one of the hotels. Right. Because any theme park that you're going to have a dinner reservation at, you've got to go into the theme, got to go through security, get into the theme park, walk through the theme park to get to the restaurant, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you eat in one of the hotel restaurants, you just park in the hotel and you go to the restaurant, right? You're, it's, it's a much less taxing on your, on your right. walking. Yeah. Save, your, same thing, save your theme park restaurants for after the race. Same thing with Disney Springs, because yeah. it's also... It's not as bad as the theme park, but, you know, some yeah. of those restaurants are a long way away from the parking garages. It's true. Of course, with the bus drop off, you could make it to 
Right. Uh, chicken guy, I think. That's that's your, that's your option. Planet Hollywood, but why would you eat uh, no, there? No one would want to eat there. Okay, uh, so that was tip number three. Tip number four. Well, we're ripping through these, aren't we? Let's see. Yes. Where, where are you? So, although... You cannot know ahead of time which characters will be on your race course because mm-hmm. they vary them from race to race. Yes. Um, make a list ahead of time of these are the characters that I absolutely positively will interrupt my race to get a picture with. Right. I, I see, well, I've seen twice now, huge lines for Chippendale on the race, huge lines for Mickey and Minnie on the race. And I'm thinking to myself, I can... I can get Chippendale in any of the theme parks. I can, I mean, I can get my photo with several resorts. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, you know, I wouldn't want to stop there and waste time to get my photo. Uh, however, you know, Pluto, I will always stop for Pluto. So, uh, you know, that's one of my lists, right? I will always stop to get a picture with Pluto. Uh, this time I had, uh, Phineas and Ferb or agent P from the Phineas and Ferb on the list. And fortunately, Agent P was on the. On I the, had on Figment on my list, but he was only out for the half marathon, which made me sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep in mind, and, and and you don't have to hold fast to it. Like I did see like Robin Hood and uh, Little John on the, you know, and I thought, nah, do I want to get my pictures with them? Right. You know, maybe I do or not. But just kind of take it. Just kind of keep in the back of your head: Is this a picture I could get somewhere else? Right. Right. Because uh, they do, they do sometimes plumb the depth depths and pull out some mm-hmm. of the very rare characters that you don't get to see very often. Yeah, I would say on this particular, on this 10k, rare characters that were out: Robin Hood, Little John, Beast was out with Belle, uh, Gaston was out. Although you can get Gaston over in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, tip number five: uh, unless now this is to address. Those of you who have, there should be a name for it. You know, like uh, Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of the number 13. There should be- Balloon lady phobia. There should be a name (laughs) for fear of the balloon ladies because when you're standing in the corral, you hear a lot of people talking about the balloon ladies. Uh, You know, oh, I hope the balloon ladies don't catch me. Oh, I hope, uh, you know- I I I looked around. We were in Corral D. Mm -hmm. I looked around because I wanted to see these infamous balloon ladies. (laughs) I had to look really hard and zoom in pretty far to get a picture of them because they were way back there. Yeah. So the balloon ladies, if you don't know, the balloon ladies are- uh, the very last people to leave the starting line of any of the races that require a pace. And they are trained to walk in a 16-minute pace. So they, a 16-minute per mile pace. And uh, there's cast members on bikes, bicycles, and everything. They keep them on pace and whatnot. So they're, they're, that's what they're going to, they're going to keep that 16-minute a mile pace. If the balloon ladies pass you, you're in danger of getting swept, in other words, of, of them ushering you off the course and driving you to the finish line and letting you go on with your day. Um, so you don't want to do that if you want to finish your race. If you want that finish line photo, you need to finish the race. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, you, you'll get swept. So uh, a lot of people worry about that and they get in their head that they need to maintain a 16 minute per mile pace. Like, oh, I can't do a 10K because I can't do a 16 minute per mile pace. But unless you're in the very last group, to leave. Um, you don't have to worry about that 16 minute pace. The way that, that like I said, there's 12,000 runners and these races 
And the way they release them is in groups of several hundred. So, and there's a, a minute or two between each of those groups. So us in Corral D, we were maybe the third or fourth group in Corral D to go. And there was maybe one or two groups behind us. So immediately we have nine minutes between us and the beginning of Corral E, which is where the balloon ladies are. And they're in the very back of it. So by all rights, we probably have a good 15, 20 minutes. 15 to 20 minutes at least on head the balloon start ladies. On the balloon ladies, which now completely changes your math. It's no longer a 16 minute per mile pace. You're only having to maintain a 19 or 20 minute per mile. Race. I mean, it's like, it's only a 6.2 mile course. So, you know, uh, six minutes ahead gives you an extra minute per mile of walking. Right. And, so. and pre-planning your character stops, yeah. especially if you're in one of those later groups in Corral E yeah. means, you know, yeah, you don't have to think about the balloon ladies as much because right. you know you you really only have to start that calculus mm-hmm. uh, if you see a character you want or if you really have to go to the bathroom right so if you are worried about being swept if you if you're a slower walker or you do, you, you you know you just feel that you you really are worried about getting swept even if you're in corral e the trick is to show up early so that you can get in the front of your corral. Right. So when you arrive in the parking lot in the morning and they usher you through security and they usher you to the area where you stage, uh, there's big, huge lit balloons up in the sky that have A, B, C, D, E on them. You go to your, your balloon area and it's just a huge area of the parking lot. And the sooner that you're in that corral, the further you are away from the, the closer you are to the front. Yeah. So if you're in the front of Corral E, you still have probably a good 10, 15 minutes in front of the balloon ladies. So, you know, you're good. Uh, just don't worry about it. Just get there early and, uh, and enjoy the race. It, it's, it's supposed to be fun. So enjoy the race. Don't worry about the balloon ladies. Uh, they're very nice people. <laughs> by the way. I feel bad for them because so many people are scared of them, but they're, they're actually very nice people. Uh, and uh, the, the reason they're called balloon ladies, by the way, in case I didn't make that clear, is they, they carry balloons. That's how you know who they are. <laughs> they have big balloons over their heads as they go along the course. So there you go. Those are our five tips, our five top tips for running a run Disney race. Uh, and we have a couple of bonus tips for you. We do? Yeah. Uh, bonus tip number one. Go back to my earlier comment. You are in the Epcot parking lot before sunrise, getting ready for your race. There are walls of porta potties available to you to use uh, if you need to before the race. And of course, along the, the course of the race, there are porta potties as well. If you need to use the restroom, keep in mind that porta potties do not have lighting in them. The only light that you're going to get inside of a boarding potty is going to come in through those little top vents uh, from whatever ambient light is outside, which is in this case is not going to be the sunlight. Or from your cell phone. Yeah. So it is dark inside those porta potties and gentlemen don't always have the best aim on the best of days. So if you're someone that needs to sit on that seat in the porta potty, you don't necessarily know what you're about to sit in. So, however comma, you are running through theme parks and those theme park bathrooms along your, your trail there are lit and open. So if you can at all hold out until you get to one of the theme park restrooms, you'll have a much better experience because they are not only lit, um, but they are also cleaned because there's people, their custodials in there cleaning them as, as you're in there. So, um, it's just a better experience all around. <laughs> so that's, that was, that's my bonus tip there. Uh, 
because I was, uh, the first part of the race was kind of road heavy and I was, I was running and I needed to use the restroom. And I was just like, it's these restaurants, these porta potties are just off to the side of the road in the dark. It's right. like, there's no way I'm going to, to make it in there. So, uh, you know, fortunately I made it into Hollywood studios and, and was able to use that. Uh, there you go. Bonus, not only a bonus tip, but more information than you needed to know. <laughs> go ahead. What's the bonus tip number two? Bonus tip number two, Daniel alluded to it earlier. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. Run Disney races are meant to be fun. And while you can, and I challenged myself to finish it, and I, I finished it through a knee that from the my first run interval started to hurt and wanted to murder me. Run Disney races are supposed to be fun. Yep. This is not the Boston Marathon. Right. Yeah. You're not. And, and, yeah. and enjoy yourself, yeah. especially for the amount of money you paid. Don't, don't get caught up necessarily in, oh, I need to make such and such time. I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't feel like most people who go to run Disney races no. are thinking like that. No. Enjoy. People are dressed in costumes. There's entertainment on the stage. There's DJs. There's marching right. bands. There's... there's characters there's all kind of things it just enjoyed it it's a great race right. i mean it is a very fun event uh you will not meet an, a nicer group of people to run with uh you know everyone is super nice uh you know uh, uh even coming up foreshadowing my hero section section here uh people are very very nice along the race uh, and it's it's great it's fun so absolutely enjoy it don't don't worry about anything else just enjoy it uh and then our final bonus tip bonus bonus our bonus tip yeah find the bonus tip is uh <laughs> revolves around photo pass so along the course any of the characters that you get your photos with is going to be done by disney photo pass um there's also a cast member at all these places that will use your cell phone or whatever camera you hand them to take pictures for you if you don't want to use photo pass spoiler alert some of them might not be very good photos yeah cast members not exactly the you know <laughs> The greatest use of like 16,000 different types of cell phones. Um, however, uh, the photo pass is not your typical theme park photo pass. Like when you go to Walt Disney World and you get your picture made in front of the castle and you tap your badge, you know, your your, how, your, your ticket or your magic band or yeah. your phone or your, 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 your method of identification. Right. When you identify to that Disney uh, photo pass guy or gal who you are by doing that, it automatically goes into your, my Disney app, right? So it's automatically in the photo section of your app on the race. The only identification that you have and need, by the way, you don't need any other identification other than your bib, which has your race number on it. Um, the, uh, there's no way to tie it necessarily back to your, my Disney account. And the way they do that is you have to go to a separate section of the, my Disney app, and link a code that they give you, and that will bring in all of your race photos into your My Disney right. app. It's the same way they do it if you take like a Wild Africa track yeah. or something like that. They give you a card. It's basically that. Yeah. So it's a it's an external album that gets added into your PhotoPass app. Now, uh, what the tip is, is if you're in a group of people, you don't all need to buy PhotoPass. So if you don't have PhotoPass on your, you know, Normally, if you don't have, like we have ours on our pass, so it's it's an add-on to our pass, so it doesn't matter to us. But if you don't have a PhotoPass add-on, it's actually kind of pricey for for a non-pass holder to get the PhotoPass. I think, I want to say it's like 
89 a day or, or 89 memory for, maker yeah it's yeah very expensive it's stupidly expensive but those codes work on any PhotoPass account so you only need one person in your group to have a valid photo pass account to get all of the photos for all of the people in your group they can you can put in other album uh codes because it ties to your bib number um so like in this case, we didn't both need to have PhotoPass. I could have just, Zach could have just put my bib number in and added my photos to his PhotoPass as well. So that's the tip there is uh, don't shy away from the PhotoPass pictures just because the PhotoPass is stupidly expensive. Uh, you probably know someone in your life that has PhotoPass. If you have any annual pass holder friends, you probably have some of them that have PhotoPass and you can give them that code. They can bring your, you know, they can get your pictures for you. So that's, that's the tip. Yeah, Memory Maker one day is $75. Yeah. Memory Maker advanced purchase is $185. And post-vacation and during vacation is $210. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. So, absolutely take advantage of the, the PhotoPass. Because even if you don't stop for characters, there are PhotoPass photographers all along the race that are taking your pictures. So, they're candid pictures of you running. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're worth having, I think. So... Okay, that is it for our tips. If you feel that we missed any tips, uh, you know. Right. Do you have tips for running run yeah. Disney races? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. We're going to be there in January running the uh, Marathon Weekend 10K, just the 10K. Yes, we will not be doing Princess Weekend because we forgot that registration went on sale and missed it. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you hear noises in the background, it's our cats because it's their feeding time and they desperately want their food. But also, uh, we're going to do this. They, they have a box downstairs that has treats in it. I think they're playing with that. Yeah. So uh, let's just cut right to the end of the show. Like we always do. This is our heroes and villains. This is a uh, thing that we like to do where we talk about, you know, like a really good thing that happened and a really not so good thing that happened. Uh, this is a, did you update that? Yes. Okay. So this is an even number show. So we're going to start with, uh, heroes. Yes. Okay. Uh, my hero is, uh, the Phineas and Ferb fans who were in front of me at the agent P photo op. They, I had just gotten in line for my picture with agent P at the five and a half mile mark of the race. Uh, so right near the end, there were a bunch of people in front of me and they announced that agent P was going to be taking a break going and uh, fighting Dr. Doofenshmirtz and the Phineas and Ferb would be coming out in a few minutes. Uh, and a lot of people in front of me were very excited about Phineas and Ferb and started asking if anyone wanted an agent P photo, which is what I wanted. So I was able to get up there and get my agent P photo by a bunch of very nice people that, uh, you know, decided to wait for Phineas and Ferb instead of, uh, taking up Perry's time. So I got my picture with agent P, which made me very happy. So thank you to all those people who, who let me do that. Those are my heroes of the week. You're a hero. My heroes were all the staff, the cast members, the volunteers, mm -hmm. everybody who every four times a year yep. gets together and makes these things happen. Yeah. Um, there was some reporting that they got less than half of the volunteers that they were supposed to have. Mm -hmm. um, you could argue that that is at least partially tied to the fact that Disney no longer gave out free admission for volunteers. Um, but regardless for the people who did show up, uh, they, they deserve all the, the kudos and the thank yous. Cause that's a lot of early mornings yep. and a lot of, uh, just giving up of your 
personal time or, you know, I mean, for some people, this is their job, but I mean, so thank you to everyone who helped put on this race and all the races and the expo and just mm -hmm. there, there's a lot that run Disney does that a lot of people never see. So, yeah. And like I said, 12,000 runners per race is, it's hurting 12,000 cats Yes, and they, they do a really good job. Of and it. that's and specifically that, for our race. There were like 11,940 something people who finished. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so those are here. My, my villain of the week. Uh, I, this was announced at my first race and I was hoping to hear them announce it on this race, but they didn't. Uh, or if they did, we couldn't hear them. <laughs> you should always, always run on the left-hand side and walk on the right-hand side. And uh, a lot of us do interval running where we run for a period of time and then walk for a period of time and run for a period. Of, uh, you should, when you're transitioning between running and walking, you should always raise your hand to let the people behind you know that you're about to either slow speed down up or, or slow speed down. up. Uh, so... I, I, and then move yeah. to the appropriate side yeah. of the race course. Yeah. If you're running on the left and you raise your hand because it's an interval, start moving to your right as you are raising your hand. Yeah, there was a lot of really tight areas on this race between yeah, Hollywood of, Studios. A lot, and lot of construction going on. And, you know, that just exacerbated the problem where there was a lot of people walking on the left hand side and kind of like walking as a group, just kind of like blocking the whole way and kind you, of you, like we're in the theme parks when two people somehow take up the entire sidewalk but you know you've got runners behind you so just keep that in mind uh so there's you know there were light villains they're, they're more like <laughs> lefou or something they're like villain sidekicks or something not real villains so so my villain was actually the 10k course itself mm -hmm. and this is entirely due to my uh, presuppositions about run Disney races. Yep. You know, I know the marathon, obviously Walt Disney world is an enormously large property. It is the full marathon takes you through all four parks, but guess what? In order to get to all four parks, you got to run on the roads in between them. Mm -hmm. I was expecting on a shorter course like this one, a little bit more time in the actual parks themselves. Whereas I feel like the majority of the race was on the roads surrounding Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes. With just a little bit of blinking, you miss it, especially with studios, park time. Yeah. We took a very short, you know, foray through. We came in from behind the Tower of Terror and left next to the Beauty and the Beast Theater. So it's like just that one little, what, 300 foot section of Hollywood Boulevard there, basically. Right. Uh, we, you know. we, yeah, we, we, yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, I was just, I was just a little disappointed in the course. We've looked up previous maps for the, yeah. the race and it looks like they kind of cycle back and forth yeah. between various 10 K courses. Yep. So, I mean, I realized that there's, that you're always going to have some amount of road time. I just wasn't expecting as much road time. Yeah, we did. We, we, we didn't even do that much in Epcot on the 10 K uh, course. Right. We came time, in, yeah, we so. came in through the Skyliner Went around behind the UK pavilion, came in right next to the bathrooms. Yep. And did a tiny little bit at the World Showcase and then ran through the middle up through Creations. And, now, yeah. it's worth mentioning that was just the 10K. The, the 5K was all through Epcot yeah. and the uh, the half marathon that they did was uh, uh, also went through a lot more of the theme park. But for our case, so our 10K. So basically what I'm hearing is if I want more park time, I have to run run, no, run longer races. <laughs> no, because my, ten, my Monsters, Inc. 10K was a lot of Epcot. 
it's like that was the only park we did was Epcot, but we did almost all of it. Like we did, you know, half the World Showcase and then went out the boardwalk and then came back and into the rest of the World Showcase. So, right. So, uh, yeah. So it, just luck, luck of the draw, I guess, on on the course there. So. All right. Well, now you should be all psyched and ready to go run a, a, a run Disney race. Uh, the next one coming up, Marathon Weekend, all sold out. However, I did someone... One of our friends the other day got a marathon entry, so I guess it's worth going back to the Run Disney website right. and there refreshing. There might be registrations that pop up, or maybe yeah. there's a waiting list, or yeah. we'll have to ask him how he got that. So I think I think what happens is a good number of those tickets go to charities, and then as they're unable to fulfill them, they're, they go back into the pool or something maybe. I don't know. Uh, regardless, if, uh, uh, you know, the next time that you can register for a Disney race is coming up in February. That's for the brand new uh, Halloween race that's happening in Disneyland. We uh, are going to attempt yeah. to make register it for that. Yeah. make that happen, and hopefully they'll be running Oogie Boogie Bash at that time, so we can do that as well. Obviously, luck of the draw on both of those things. Yeah, but true. all right. Uh, if you uh, would like to send us an email or leave a comment, please do so. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. Zach is really good at replying to them. If you want to send us an email, you can do so. Don't do Disney at gmail.com. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio only, hey, we have a video version of this podcast. It's available on Spotify and on YouTube. You can check it out there. And if you're watching our uh, video version of this podcast and you're thinking like, I would really like to listen to you guys in the car as I drive to work, you can do that. Uh, we have an audio version of our podcast anywhere where uh, fine podcasts are served. Does that make sense? Every time every time you say that, I feel like you're going to say where fine podcasts are sold. Sold for zero dollars. Anyway... All that is left for me to do is to say, nay, 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 beg you, please, 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 don't do Disney. Without us. 